It is my joy to welcome you to today's podcast. Our prayer is that the Lord will minister to you in a special way during our time together. To speak God's word today, because I know that God has a word for every person in this room. And in order to, uh, my scriptures today, my uh, main scriptures today are going to be from John chapter 14 and 16. Now I'm going to give a little bit of background to what is happening there. Jesus is having one of his final conversations with the disciples before he moves into the last phase of his life here on earth before the crucifixion. So Jesus is having this conversation with the disciples. Most theologians and I believe that this is happening around the Lord's Supper and towards the Garden of Gethsemane. So around that place, this, these few chapters, and the mood in the camp is very low. Everybody is sad because Jesus said he's going to leave them and go, okay? They are having, they've been walking with Jesus. Jesus has become a close friend. They've done miracles together with Jesus. They've seen Jesus teach and move. They've really become close. And now Jesus is saying, friends, I'm leaving I'm going, it's time for me to go to my father. And the mood is very low, but I want to point our attention to a scripture there in John chapter 16, verse seven. Jesus is telling the disciples, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. What can be better, what can be good than Jesus walking with the disciples and being there physically in their midst? I mean, imagine he was with them day and night, talking to them, leading them, doing miracles, healing their family. He's done all that for them and they become really close. And now he's saying, it is for your good. It is better that I go away so that the helper will come. And I want to point your attention to why it is good news. John chapter 14, 16 to 18, and this is my main verse for today. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I want you to... Focus, I want to focus your attention to two words here, okay? The first word is, he lives with you. And the second word is, he is going to be in in you. The with you is the present. Jesus was with them. The Holy Spirit indwelt in the Son was right there in their midst. So they have seen the Holy Spirit with them. But now Jesus is announcing a change in the era. He's saying from now on, he's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. That is the future. That is the promise that Jesus is saying. And that is the reason you should be excited, he's telling the disciples. Now, what can be better than walking with Jesus in the physical is walking with the Holy Spirit inside of you. You know, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people at certain times and came in people for certain tasks. And after that task, the Holy Spirit would, and it would be be an exception. It would be very rare to find people 
acting under the influence of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus was saying, from now on, it's not going to be rare. It's not going to be some special phenomenon that happens once in 30 years. It's going to be a daily, constant phenomenon that the Holy Spirit is going to be inside of you, not only with you, but he's going to be inside of you. So you need to get excited. Amen? Jesus announced a shift, and today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about three things. I want to keep it brief. I want to keep it quick. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I want to talk about three things. And the first thing I want to say, talk about is the person of the Holy Spirit. Who is he? Who is he? He is God. He is the third person in the Trinity. He was there at the beginning when the world was created. He is there, the, there even until the end. He has the attributes of God. He has the characteristics of God. He is God. There is no question about it. He was there at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 when, when, when the world was void. He was there. He is there at the end in Revelation chapter 22. He is from the beginning till the end. He is God. Any theology any, any teaching that teaches otherwise is, is a cult, is a heresy. I want to talk about this one church that I was exposed to as a little boy. We got saved and uh, we were attending church and we went to these couple of meetings. And this, this, this church, they called Jesus Only Church. And I was sitting and listening to their messages. And they, they believe that God is only one. The Father was in the Old Testament, Jesus is in the New Testament, and the Holy Spirit is now. There is only one person, there is no Trinity. They don't believe in the Trinity of God. And I, I as a little boy, I, I thought to myself, oh, that doesn't sound uh, really convincing because the Bible doesn't say that. So I immediately thought of an instance in the Bible where the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all present. There are many instances, and the one instance is during the baptism of Jesus. And I told the pastor, what about that? The Father is speaking, the Spirit is descending, and the Son is on earth. What about that? And he didn't have an answer. Because if you go according to the scripture, God is one, but he is three persons. This is a foundation that we stand on. And I am so glad for our church. I'm really glad that we are part of an AG church that is fully Bible-believing, fully based on the Bible, and I'm so glad that we ended up here and not in some church that, that believes parts of the Bible. And I'm, you know, and um, the, the, while I was preparing for this message, I went through the doctrines of our church, you know. It's good to know what church you go to. And there is a website, uh, the World AG has a website, and it's really nice. And there are 16 fundamentals that we are founded on. And I want to quote one fundamental here, and I, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a little heavy, but uh, I want to read the last part. Um, the Father, there is that in the Father which constitutes him the Father and not the Son. There is that in the Son which constitutes him the Son and not the Father. And there is that in the Holy Spirit which constitutes him him, the Holy Spirit, and not either the Father or Son. Wherefore, the Father is the begetter, the Son is the begotten, and the Holy Spirit is the one proceeding from the Father and Son. Therefore, because the three 
persons in the Godhead are in state of unity. There is but one Lord God Almighty and his name is one. Sometimes in our little brains, humans, we try to figure out God. The point is we don't know, we cannot imagine, we cannot try and phantom God in our human mind. But what we know is what the scripture says. You can believe every word that this Bible says. Whatever this Bible says God is, God is. Whatever this Bible shows of God, God is. So God is Trinity, he's the Father, he's the Son, he's the Holy Spirit, and he's one. Amen? This is the foundation that we stand on. And, and the presence, how many of you experience the presence of God Sundays, on Sundays? You experience the presence of God? The presence of God that you experience during worship in your personal times and in the church is the presence of the Holy Spirit. He is among us. He's inside of us. He is here and he's here to be with us forever. Amen? Quickly move on to the second thing. We've, we've, we've seen that he is God and uh, Pastor Wilson was showing me a scripture in Acts, I think it's chapter 5, where... Uh, it's clearly mentioned that the Holy Spirit is God. I'm not going into that scripture. We quickly move on to the second one, the purpose or the work of the Holy Spirit. Do we need him? We need him. We need the Holy Spirit. He is the promised helper. He is the promised advocate. He is the promised comforter. He is the one who is promised to be with us, our companion through the rest of our lives. And I want to talk about six things that the Holy Spirit does, the work of the Holy Spirit. The first thing he does is to convict us. Nobody here or on this earth can get saved without the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin and gives us a need or a, or a desire to have a savior in our lives. John 16, 8, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment. We are saved by the work of the Holy Spirit. Before we receive the gospel, the Spirit has already started working in your heart. When you receive the gospel, the Spirit is going to transform that word into life and into fruit in your life. It is the work of the Spirit that brings us into salvation. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does that I want to talk about, is he is a seal in our hearts. I want to read a couple of scriptures. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And you were also, Ephesians 1.13, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 1.22, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. When I traveled abroad, I want to talk about this illustration. Uh, I've seen cattle uh, grazing in the farms, you know. Here we have cattle grazing on the roads, but abroad they graze, graze in farms, you know. And uh, when you look at the cattle, there's something unique about them. On the back of the cows or, or uh, bulls or buffalo, whatever, they have a name or a letter or a symbol on their back. And initially I thought, why are they having that on their back? On their back? You know, and then I realized that each one, each owner has put a seal on their cow so that 
in the evening when they go back or when they come to collect their cows, there is no confusion. Suppose Yadaya and Pentaya have two cows. The Yadaya's cows will all have Y. And Pentaya's cows will all have P. So there is no confusion. All the cows with the Y belongs to Yadaya. And all the cows with the P belongs to Pentaya. There is no confusion. Because that cow belongs to that owner. That is how the Holy Spirit is. When he, when God puts the Holy Spirit in our hearts, he puts a seal on our life. Everybody who looks at us will know, oh, he belongs to Jesus. When the enemy looks at us, he even thinks, oh my gosh, I need to be careful with this guy because he belongs to Jesus. Because Jesus, when he puts the seal, he, he exhibits, he, he places an authority over your life and he says, this person is mine. No weapon formed against him can prosper. He is my child and nothing can separate him from my love because I have put a seal on his life. Amen. When we walk, we can walk as children of God because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us with a seal as a seal in our heart. The other words Paul uses is a deposit or a guarantee. You know, when you buy land or when you go to uh, buy something, you pay an advance. And you know, we as humans... We sometimes pay an advance and never go back to buy it. But God is a promise-keeping God. When he gives an advance, he makes sure that he comes back for that, for that, what he put an advance for. He put the Holy Spirit inside of you as an advance for greater things to come, as an advance for eternity. You are sealed. You are guaranteed. You are a deposit inside of you because he has sealed you for eternity. Amen? That is the work of the Holy Spirit. The third thing he does is to perfect us. It is impossible to be like Jesus without the work of the Holy Spirit. Impossible. He transforms us. You know, last week, uh, I don't know if most of you heard uh, the message last week, uh, Brother, Brother Navneeth, he brought in a part of the Bible which says, your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And growing up as a young believer, I was like, no way. How can my righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? I mean, they are really holy, devout people. And later I got the revelation that your righteousness can exceed any righteousness only by the work of the Holy Spirit. On your own, you cannot. 2 Corinthians 3, 16, 17, 18 says, he is transforming you every time you sit in his presence, every time you expose yourself to the Holy Spirit, he transforms you, he changes you from glory to glory to glory to glory till one day you have become like the Son himself, like Jesus himself, amen? That is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know the foundations, I'm going to pick one more foundation that our church has uh, put on. One of the fundamentals is, I'm going to read it out. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to obey the command, be ye holy, for I am holy. God is saying, be ye holy, and I am holy, and it is impossible with all your commitment, with all your decisions, by yourself, it is not possible. It is only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And, and uh, I want to continue reading the, uh, the fundamental. Sanctification is realizing, number one, by recognizing, the believer recognizing his identification with Christ in death and resurrection. Number two, 
by the faith reckoning daily upon the fact of that union, and number three, by offering every faculty continually to the dominion of the Holy Spirit. We, as his believers, have the privilege of offering our bodies as a living sacrifice to become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Take a moment to let that realization get inside of you. The God of this universe has decided to live inside earthen vessels like us. It is not possible for God to live inside sinful man because there is sin. But guess what? Jesus took care of that. The moment we receive him, the moment we become his children, he has taken away the sin from our life. Sin has no more dominion over our life and we are qualified. In fact, the Bible says he gives us a spirit of sonship, not as slaves, not as some people outside. He calls us into the family. He adopts us. He grafts us into the family. He says, now you are my sons. You are my children, and I will put my spirit upon you. Hallelujah. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. We are made perfect in the image of God through the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of your flesh. My friends, young people, people listening to me, are you struggling with sin? Are you struggling with addictions over the years? You've struggled. You've heard many messages saying, be holy. And somehow it's not working for you. Today I want you to say, give your, give your body, give your life, give, your hands into the, uh, give yourself into the hands of the Holy Spirit and he will transform you. And you will see a miracle, miraculous transformation in your life. And that sin that has dominion over you will no longer have dominion over you when you surrender your life into the hands of the Holy Spirit. Today, let me encourage you, if there is any part of your life that you have withholding to yourself, just surrender it to the Holy Spirit. Let him take over. Let him take over your uh, organs, your part. You know, we are called the body of Christ, right? All of us are called the body of Christ. Imagine a body without a spirit and mind. What is it? A dead body. We are not called to be a dead body. We are a body with the spirit of God inside of us. We are alive because the spirit inside of us is alive. The Holy Spirit is a life inside the church. A church without the spirit is a dead church. Amen. I don't know what theological background we have all come from. You may have heard that the work of the spirit has finished. I'm going to cover that later. The work of the spirit goes on forever. You cannot stop it. The Holy Spirit is eternal. And us, we as the body of Christ, is so important for us to be filled with His Spirit. The next thing that the Holy Spirit does is to lead us. He leads us. Oh, like a shepherd leads. He leads us. I want to read a scripture in Romans 8, 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. We are the children of God because we are led by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is interested in every detail of our lives. Do you know that? Turn to somebody and say, can you believe that? The Holy Spirit is interested in every area of your life. He wants to come along with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk. You know, we sing that song, for he walks with me and he talks with me. It's not just a song. It is true. If it is not true, I wouldn't be so excited. The Holy Spirit is willing to walk with you. It's to willing to, uh, to guide you in all your affairs. You know, even prayer. We had some amazing 
times of fasting prayer the last 21 days and I was able to be part of it. And the amazing thing is even for prayer you need the Holy Spirit. He is the one who helps you to pray. He knows the heart of God. He knows the heart of man. He knows the present, the future, the past, everything he knows. Then why are you worried when you are connected to the Holy Spirit? He will lead you to what to pray about. You know, when you go to a room and it's dark and you shoot an arrow, how many of you think you can hit the bullseye? It's not possible. I cannot hit the bullseye. But imagine praying with the Holy Spirit. It's like hitting the bullseye every time. You don't have to make the points on your own. That's why some of the prayer points that were raised during the fasting prayer was amazing. It was in line with the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit helps us even in our prayers, even in our decisions. Some of us are in the middle of uh, making some major decisions. You know, life partner, where to move, a career, what to do in the future, what do I do? All those questions come. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is interested to lead you in every area of your life. Can you just come to a point every day and say, Holy Spirit, lead me? Holy Spirit, lead me? You know, one of the uh, books that I read growing up is a book by Benny Hinn called Welcome, uh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Imagine waking up every morning and saying, Holy Spirit, good morning. Holy Spirit, I give you full control. Holy Spirit, come and take over my life. I don't belong to myself. I belong to you. Take over, take complete control. Then every decision you take will be led by the Spirit. We are called to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we will not gratify or satisfy the desires of our flesh. That is the key to victory. That is the key to what God has called us for. He leads us. And finally, He empowers us. Acts 1.8 I'm saying finally, there's so many things the Holy Spirit does, but I just want to bring out six things. He empowers us. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is a promise for every believer. When the Holy Spirit comes, we will receive power to become witnesses. We will be, receive power to be a testimony. Amen. One of the greatest examples is the life of Peter. Peter is a very interesting uh, character study. You know, when Peter, before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a young girl came and asked him, do you belong to this group, this Jesus group? And he said, no, 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 no. He was scared to actually stand for Jesus in front of a young girl and two other times. But then the Holy Spirit comes, the day of Pentecost comes, and there is a change in the life of Peter. Suddenly this Peter who's timid, who's scared, he becomes bold, and he becomes, he speaks with power, and a few moments after Pentecost, he stands up and shares a message that gets so many people changed, and there is a revival that started, and after that, all through the book of Acts, you can see Peter being a part of a group that turns the world upside down. All this happened, if you ask Peter what happened, he will say, Holy spirit. Amen. Yeah, I want to give a small testimony about myself. You know, when I was uh, growing up, I was very scared of people. When more than two or three people would come and talk to me, I would start getting scared. And uh, I, one of the days in school, they had an elocution competition. You know what that is? Like a speech giving competition, you know. And I was keeping away from 
uh, from uh, attending that competition because I didn't want to give a speech because that's the last thing. But somehow the teacher forced me and put me inside, put my name inside. So the day was coming near and one of my friends told me, I have an idea, you're scared to share, you do one thing, you close your eyes and speak. And I started the speech, went on well, I closed my eyes, I started speaking, and then halfway through I heard a sound in the crowd, I opened my eyes and after that I stopped speaking. Because all these people were staring at me. I mean, God could use a boy like that to right now stand in front of you and speak the word of God, to lead worship. It is surely the work of the Holy Spirit inside my life. If you are saying, brother, I want to be a witness, I want to be a blessing, I want to be useful, and I'm not able to because I'm timid, I'm scared, I don't know what to do. My friends, surrender your lives to the Holy Spirit, and he will transform you from a timid person to a bold person. Peter was scared. But if you read the history, life history of Peter, in the end he gave his life for the one he loved. He was not scared of anybody. That was the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he is here today and he can work in your life to empower you. He will give you the power. In fact, Jesus said he will give you the words. Don't have to worry. All you have to do is surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he will use you mightily. That brings me to my third point. See, we are almost done. Who deserves a relationship with him? The promise of the Holy Spirit. Now I said, it is impossible for God to be inside a sinful heart. God can be only where it is holy. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27, the prophets are prophesying and saying, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit inside of you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful and keep my laws. Joel 2, 28 and 29, all of us know this. I will pour out my spirit on all people, young and old, men and women, doesn't matter who you are. Everybody say this with me, all people. No, say it one more time, all people. The Holy Spirit is not for a special group of people. My friends, it has to be the normal thing when you get saved. The Holy Spirit baptism is for all people. Everybody who receives Jesus and accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior has the qualification to receive the Holy Spirit in their heart and the Holy Spirit dwells inside of them. Not because of what you've done or because of your qualifications, but because He has qualified you. When you come to him. It is not your righteousness anymore. It is his righteousness. He will come and he will dwell inside you and he will make his dwelling inside you. What an awesome privilege. We who are who were not even part of the family God brought us. He qualified us and he put his Holy Spirit inside of us. Today we have the privilege. It doesn't matter what your background is. Jew or Gentile. It doesn't matter where you are where you're from. If you have accepted Jesus then you are qualified to receive the Holy Spirit. God qualifies us. That is the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he adopts us and he gives us a spirit of sonship on all people, amen? The Holy Spirit is here to have communion with us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to lead, he wants to lead us. He's here in our lives, amen? Brings me to a story I remember. But before uh, I share the story, uh, it was my turn to write the bulletin, 
And I actually used Pastor Wilson's bulletin and I added up a few words, but it's his teaching and it's amazing. If you can go home and read this bulletin about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we don't have time to cover that today, but I want you to seek after it more than anything else in your life. You know, in, in school, uh, the school that I studied in, um, I don't know if some of you will know this, we have a seventh class and a 10th class board exam, okay? Seven, all the other exams are in the school, but seventh class and 10th class board exam. The seventh class board exam happens inside our own school. We don't have to go to a center anywhere. It happens. How many of you have had, yeah, a few of you understand. Now, when I was uh, attending my first exam, I was sitting in the class and suddenly an invigilator comes and I, that invigilator knows me. I mean, basically he lives opposite my house. Okay, so he comes, and uh, how many of you know there are two parts uh, in the question paper, part A and part B, right? Part A is the one where you cover all the long essays, 20 lines, 10 lines. Some of you studying are like, yeah, part A is tough. And then part B is the one where you have fill in the blanks and multiple choice, right? It's, it's pretty much same everywhere. So um, I... I Two and a half hours, I spend two hours on part A, and I have half an hour to finish my part B, right? And there are questions and uh, multiple choices. So I finished my fill in the blanks, and I came to my multiple choices, and the invigilator came and stood right behind me, okay? And every time I wrote a wrong answer, he would do... <clears throat> And every time my pen went to the right answer, he would do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what a, what a beautiful thing. I don't have to prepare for part B. So the next day, guess what? It was the same invigilator. English exam, Hindi exam, Telugu, I think special English, whatever I was. All same invigilator came. I was like, I am getting 20, boy, 20 points I get for the multiple choices. And the invigilator, every time she would come. Now, he also helped me with the fill in the blanks. You know how? Every time I wrote a wrong answer, he would say, <clears throat> and I would know that the answer is wrong. And I was excited. It was my math test next. I was so excited. Oh, I don't have to prepare all those multiple things and all. I came in the morning on the math test and I was excitedly sitting and the invigilator walks in, it's not the same guy. I looked around, this person is not standing behind me. Uh, no, mm, and no, uh -huh, nothing. I was so disappointed. Somehow I made it and I passed. Uh, my mom, I think, is in the service. She'll wonder how I passed, but I passed. And I was like, oh, so disappointed. And he came finally for the last exam. But I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is not like that. He's here to stay. He is here with us. He's inside of us. Jesus, in fact, the verse that I read at the beginning, uh, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans and I will give you another advocate who will help you and be with you forever. Some churches teach that the work of the Holy Spirit has stopped. 
Sorry, that is not biblical. The Holy Spirit is working even today. The book of Acts is not over. The book of Acts is continuing even today. The Holy Spirit is working in your life, in my life, and that the evidence of the Holy Spirit is available even today, and we can see the hand of the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. He is with us forever. He is not like that invigilator who might be there one day or not there another day. He is there forever with you inside of you. No more you have to be in dominion of sin. You can be in control of the Holy Spirit. No more do you have to walk in freer because he who is in you is greater than the one in the world. No power is greater than that power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Hallelujah. You can give a hand to the Holy Spirit. Come on. This morning I want to take a moment, I want, it's my, it's, it's a groaning, a, a pain in my heart that only a few privileged few walk with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. No, 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 all of us, everyone, it should be a normalcy. So today the only question is, do you need him? I cannot live without the Holy Spirit. Every moment of my life, I need the Holy Spirit. Do you need him? If you need him, then he will fill you. He will anoint you. He will come dwell inside of you. Amen. I want all of us to bow our heads. We're almost done. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? The Holy Spirit is here in this place. I can sense his presence. And he's here to speak to every person here. There are different categories of people here. Number one, the first category, the people here who don't know Jesus, who have not accepted Jesus into your life. And let me tell you, just open your heart and accept him. Receive him into your life and he will transform you. The second category are people who have accepted Jesus but have not received the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My friends, he is someone who, can, who you can have communion with him with on a daily basis, on an everyday basis. He's your companion. He's the one who guides you. He's the one, oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how much you need him. How much I cannot live without him. So let me encourage you, if you fall in that category, I want you to seek after the anointing of the Holy Spirit with all your heart. More than you seek your future, your career, your riches, or happiness, or wealth, whatever you're seeking, keep that aside and take a few days to just seek the Holy Spirit. And he will fill your life, bring meaning to your life, and he will bring guidance to your life every day. Come on, I want you to make that decision today. And if you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit, don't just, don't just be satisfied with that, some past experience. Walk in the Spirit every day. Come on, seek after Him to be inside of you, your friend, your comforter, your strengthener, the one who walks with you every day. Come on, I want you to take a moment. If as a sign of surrender, can you just put out both your hands? Come on, wherever you are, just put both your hands out. Just put both your hands out. And just in your own language, say, I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit, more than the air I breathe. 
more than anything else in my life. I need you today. I need you today. Hallelujah. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Come on, make that your prayer. Say, Lord, I need you more than anything, Lord. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Is that your prayer today? Come on, with all your heart, say, Lord, I up to your feet and let's sing that again one more time say make that your prayer say Lord I I feel like doing something here. Can I have the pastors just come? And I want you to stretch out your hands to the people. I know because of social distancing, we cannot lay hands on you, but we can speak a blessing over you and we can speak an anointing over you. Come on, everybody, lift your hands. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want you to seek this more than anything else, not just from Sunday to Sunday, but every day you can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Even as they stretch their hands towards you, I believe that there's going to be an overflow in your life. If you have lived an ordinary Christian life, a, a nominal Christian life, today that's going to change because from now on it's going to be the Holy Spirit inside of you that's going to give you power, that's going to anoint you, that's going to lift you from where you are and place you where God wants you to be. Come on, lift your hands everybody and I want you to start speaking in tongues. Those of you who are already baptized, start speaking in tongues. Those of you who are seeking the baptism, come on, just ask God to fill you. Come on, sing Lord I need oh Lord I need come on speak speak Lord,
thank you lord for this awesome promise of the holy spirit and i thank you lord for the indwelling of the holy spirit inside of us oh holy spirit we welcome you into every area of our lives everything that the devil has dominion over today we reclaim it and we declare in jesus name let that let that situation change amen. and let the holy spirit come and fill your hearts amen lord i pray that every person who's going back today will go with a thirst for more of you with a thirst for an anointing and an infilling of the holy spirit oh god keeping everything aside that we will seek after you for you to come and take over our lives take over our tongues take over our senses every part of us we want you to take over oh god we thank you for giving us all that we need for life for godliness for victory you have given us everything that we need i pray that every person listening to my voice in this room and over the internet will receive the anointing and power of the holy spirit today that their lives will not be the same that they will be transformed oh god lord i pray a blessing today i pray a blessing over the church i pray a blessing over every family today i pray oh god that the holy spirit will transform homes will transform the situations that they will be a turn around in impossibilities that they will see a miracle oh god I pray for families struggling for with 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 peacelessness holy spirit that you will be their peace i pray for those struggling financially that god you will provide for them oh god i pray oh god that every lack that they face you will they will find a way a miracle oh god i pray that there will be a blessing to many people oh god because you're going to bless them i bless them in the name of jesus this coming week i declare blessing over every person here filled with the holy spirit walking in the spirit every day of this week we give you glory lord in jesus name we ask amen can we give a hand to jesus and give him praise Hallelujah. I want you to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you are not filled and if you cannot speak in tongues. I want you to seek like this bulletin says I want you to go home and don't quit. Amen. May God bless you. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father and the sweet, wonderful, constant loving fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us from now and forevermore. May God bless you. Thank you for taking time to listen. If you would like more information about our church or would like to make a comment, please mail us at info at newlifeag.in. God bless you.